Hello, I'm David Vujanic. And I'm Spets Gonzalez. And this is Stripped, brought to you by William Hill. And this is a big show, a special show, where we have celebrity guests that come on and they take us back. Nostalgic, you call it, right? Mm, I love nostalgia. Of course, man. And we go through retro football kits. Mm. And they're going to talk about their, their, their lives. That's right. Everybody remembers, you know, their first kit, the one with their childhood hero on their oh, back. God. And everybody remembers that moment that <sighs> broke their heart, that one kit that just made them cry. Now you've got me thinking about Arsenal versus uh, Birmingham City League Cup <sighs> final. Tears was <sighs> stuck yeah. to my face. That hurt, boy. But today, we have a very, very special guest. And it's a friend of ours. Of course. You even know him from childhood. He's almost my cousin. Oh my God. Almost. Some stats here for you. <laughs> Played football for 22 years for 14 clubs Incredible. and scored over 230 Incredible. goals. It's the one, it's the only, Adebayo Akinfenwa! I like the intro. Legend. I like, huh? I like, I like the intro. Just Thank you, guys. Energy bursting you know, through the been, seams. He's been like this since he was four years old. Wait, wait. Yeah. How long have you guys actually known each other? I, Specs, Specs and my younger bro mm -hmm. went to college together. Uh, City of Islington, if I'm correct. Yep, that's right. Come on, G. <laughs> so we're going on 20 plus years. Yeah, 20 plus years. 20 man. plus years now. 20 plus years. Yeah, um, man, known him for a while. And of course. He's a big brother and that, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I gotta make sure, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, Specs was bigger than me back in the day. Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I told him I was big, man. <laughs> I was big, yeah, I was big, man. I refuse to believe that. I was that. big, man. That's what I keep, I keep trying to tell people. I was big. Football shirts couldn't fit me back in the day. Yeah, man. Yeah, Lots just, of that and that. Just like a hanger. Just a hanger, isn't it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Oh. You know, I was telling Vuj, I was saying to him, I remember me and you guy, and like, we, when we used to go clubbing and stuff, and I used to DJ, of course. You and your brothers, yeah. the body popping. Yeah. They, yeah. they had it on Smash. You're I, joking. Look, you know what the worst thing is? I don't, I don't know if it's out there, out there, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I was, I think, 15, 16, like, I was a choreographer. So, um, see, people don't know about that. And I told people... Exclusive. I used to, I used to teach contemporary dance. St. Mary's used to be like a... Oh, legendary. Yeah, legendary. St. Mary's used to yes. be a youth club and a football team. And you know what I'm saying? I used to go down there, I used to play football, and then I used to work as a youth stuff and teach and that. And I used to be able to, yeah, you, you know, house you party that, days. That hey, yeah. I used to throw <laughs> down. This, what? It was that. It's like, ooh, I got your heart. I got your heart. I swallowed your heart. Oh, I threw it back at you. I, I, I used right, to look, go can away. we do the one? Can we do the one? Hold this hand. Hold right, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who started? Start, start, you start from start, that. Start. Oh, oh. Back, back. Oh, oh. Oh, let it be! <laughs> they don't know! They don't know! Right, I'm telling you, it's the good old days, because that's when, you know what I'm saying, when we used to settle beefs with dance-offs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it used to be like, going to the club, and the man-limbs would be in there, and Inspector would be like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a stir-up. to set off. <laughs> and be like, what? They'd be like, just walked in. And then we'd look over, and then it'd be like, ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> That was a, that's the that's how people just used to know it. It should be a big circle. And they'd be like, oh, you got served. You, you got served. Hey, yeah. it's good. Hey, good Take us great back, memory. Man. I have so many questions right now. Like, what, what were you studying? Like, was it like O level? Was it A level? Like, did you go to uh, college in Union or did you? I went to college. I went to okay. Wolfram Forest College. Mm. So that man who went to City Visit and, and my story was I thought I was going to be a professional at 16. So I told my mum, look, I'm going to be a professional at 16. So mum's like, look, either you sign or you go to work or you go to school. So there was no contract and I was only going to play football. 
So then I had to go to college. So I tried to go city or visiting. But you know them times you have to book early. Early, yeah. Mm. So by the time I went You're there, all the spaces it. was mm. gone. And we had mm -hmm. moved up to East London. So I ended up going to Wolverham Forest College, studying business studies. Um, and full circle, or I say full circle, I opened up a business when I had football, what I learned from business studies. And um, so sometimes listen to your mum. You know what I'm saying? Go to school and, and get a degree and of course. get a course and listen to your mum. <laughs> but you did well, overall, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, overall, overall I did. To be fair, I got a, I got a first. So, no, man, I, when, I, when, I, when I go to do stuff, I'll always say um, I try and be the best I can be. We're going to keep it old school. We're going we're gonna to take you back to where it like, all started. Because obviously this is stripped food. That's it. And we're talking about our football shirts growing up. But um, was it 1990? 89-90? Yeah. Liverpool yeah. top. Do you remember that shirt? Yeah, man. Like, and it's crazy because mm. I remember it for a few reasons. Like, I'm a Liverpool supporter. Everybody that knows my story or knows me knows I'm a, I'm a real big red. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I'm a Liverpool supporter. And there was a few reasons why I supported Liverpool. Um, one, my older brother. Um, was a Liverpool supporter, um, and then John Barnes was mm. the reason why, for me, it was just, yo, this is my club. And once you get a club when you're a pop, you stick with your club, mm. you know what I'm saying? Um, and that season, I, it was the candy kit um, that I can remember, 89, yeah. 90, and you're going to love this because <laughs> that was the season when we got pipped for the title by Arsenal. Arsenal. And you know the maddest thing is, right, Arsenal needed to come to Anfield, Anfield and, and beat us mm -hmm. by two. Not only win, beat us by two. And I was a pup at this time, you know what I'm saying? I was young, I must have been eight, so eight, nine, so I can remember this. And I remember, I remember them scoring one and still thinking, nah, man, come on, we're good. And don't quote me on this, you know what I'm saying? But I think it was John Barnes that actually lost the ball in the corner where he should have just, and then Arsenal broke and Michael Thomas, it was yeah, Michael Thomas, because I think we signed him the season yeah, afterwards. He... <laughs> <laughs> what we did, yeah. Um, but that, for me, that was that team. Young Moby, which they kind of said I was built like. Beardsley, John Barnes. So that, for me, is what just stands out. It stands out for a weird reason, just mm. because we lost it on the last day to a team that had to beat us by two. Mm. And because, of course, my man them's Arsenal supporters going up. Um, so, yeah, that's the kit that stands out for me. I can remember, and I was like, oh, I want that kit. You know what mm. I'm saying? I, I, I didn't have the kit. I don't get the game twisted. And mum and, mum and pops was like, yo, yeah. you ain't got the extra P for the kit. You, you didn't saying? get the kit. I didn't get the kit. I didn't get the kit. I just wanted the kit, so it sticks out for me. Did you ever retrospectively get it as you got older? No, nah, you see, me, the Did one thing Did you ever get into that game? Nah. That's why I did. Yeah, mm. see, I'm not really that dude where you know, the things I wanted from the past, Ooh. like, I kind of went back to it. What I am was anything that I wanted from the past in the moment I get. So growing mm. up, I weren't really, I didn't really have trainers. So mm. I always remember saying to myself, yo, listen, like, as you get older, you're going to be able to get yourself trainers. So now I've got a real good trainer collection. I always wanted jerseys. So now all the Liverpool club, um, kits of, of recent, mm. like last, 10 years now, sort of thing. I've been getting every year. So, oh, yeah, so rather than going back, present. just to, this is where I was like, this was the moment where I was like, yeah, you know what, I was able to start getting what I wanted to get rather mm. than taking it all the way back. So I never ever got it. Plus, even though it was the first one I can remember, Arsenal still beat us in that league. So, you know mm. what I'm saying? Why, why do you just change teams? Because obviously you're from Islington, I'm from Islington. Yeah, yeah. Ian Wright as well. That, you know what, if Ian Wright can't, and I, I've said this, I've mm. gone on record. Mm -hmm. If Ian Wright came earlier mm. enough, 
he would have been the reason right. why I'd have been an Arsenal supporter. Like, I've got so much admiration. I think he's a legend, often on the pitch. Um, I loved everything he did. I'm not saying that I emulated my game on him, but I think his character and his lust for life mm. and his lust for the game and when he scored a goal, it was entertainment. I I definitely knew I took that um, took that on board. But if he came earlier, like like there could have been a chance that you know what I'm saying man would have been an Arsenal supporter. But I'm glad because yeah, man, I just you, how much stress you man do. You know so I'm glad I stayed as a Liverpool man. Ian should have come earlier, man. <laughs> yeah, Imagine I'm if he did, man. That would have been a perfect marriage. Oh, but man. then again, Ian at mm. Arsenal, it's mm. just it worked out. I mean, oh, yeah, it was a beautiful story. He's the man. Yeah, he's the man. Yeah. He's the man. He's the man. But how did you pick Liverpool? What was it like? That was it. So it's John Barnes. Was that was it? John Barnes. Like, of course. Like I think. When you're younger, you generally emulate what's around you. So my older brother was the one who made me get into football. So mm -hmm. he was a Liverpool supporter. And then okay. because he was a Liverpool supporter, he was like, look, this is it. And then I remember watching John Barnes and I was just, and it's crazy because my, my game's nothing like him. Well, as, mm. when I got into the professional <laughs> game, it's nothing like him. But when I was younger, I used to love playing like him. I used to dribble, yeah. I used to drop my shoulder, I used to techie. everything. You know, he mm. was he was techie. Mm. And the only thing I just I couldn't wear the shorts like them man wore it back in the day. You know what I'm saying? That man really very low, um, very fitted. Yeah, you know, you know. boxers. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but really, my best. You know what I'm saying? Like so. Um, plus, I always had big legs and that, so it weren't really it weren't really conducive for how I wanted to to look on the football pitch. But that was the reason. John Barnes yeah. and my brother. Did you guys ever play together? Oh, no, never. I was nah. no, I was I was I was too big. Yeah. Them days it was like if you were my weight class, you can't play with me. Yeah, he was you yeah. know, he was an anonymy, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You, 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 you know what I'm saying? He was like an eclipse. <laughs> you didn't see him all the time, but when you saw him, you knew, you know what I'm saying? It was yeah. one of them ones, you get me. Do you remember the uh, John Barnes goal against uh was it Brazil? Was it for, for England? You know the was maddest thing is like I don't even know he I think that. what the one where he beat every single player and then just if it was a Brazilian that scored that goal, then man would have just said yeah, I wasn't even born like, yet, bro. Yeah, he what was, he scored a Brazilian goal against Brazil? Yeah, that's what he did. Ooh. I'm telling you, certified. And he was doing the madness from Watford anyway. Mm. Like he was doing the madness from Watford. Then when Liverpool got him, it was just real. And he went and that goal for England, man just said, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and just put it in. It was like if you ain't seen it, go check it on YouTube. Like, John Barnes is the real deal. I love them ones, because you know when we play football sometimes and I have the ball? Yeah. Yeah, someone tries to get off me. Mm. Yeah, you move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use your, it's yeah. the arm comes the arm. in. I just, yeah. For me, I, from here, I'm like, ooh. Even when you did that, I felt the energy. Like, ooh. <laughs> I, still damn. I still got it, man. Nah, you got the speed. Yeah, I got the speed. I can play, I can play now. Yeah? Mm. I can play now. Swear yeah. down. I can play, yeah. We play together all the time. How much? So I've got a team that plays yeah. Saturdays. Yeah. Mm. You know, I know, um, you know, you've retired now. I've retired, yes. You have had like one app for hashtag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I play eight aside yes. on Saturdays for an hour. Okay. Like, Little ten minutes from you. Alright, say nothing. You oh. striker. Yeah, I used to be goalkeeper. Oh, yeah, I, I know. I know you the goalie one. I knew you was a goalie. I had enough. Yeah, you want to be able to score the goals rather than the goals go in. Yeah. You go in and then like the balls are coming at you quick and fast. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, they're just. Course. I just. <laughs> I had enough of the ball yeah. hitting me, and I noticed I should stop goalkeeping when okay. I started turning away from the ball. Them ones there, yeah. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I can't be one on one. And I'm, I'm making my body smaller. Smaller, like, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes I'm lanky, still hit my knee. And <laughs> it looks like you really it looks saved like, yeah. <laughs> it. It's a great save. You're like, oh, oh I did? Yeah, I, I, shouldn't, I should be doing that. But I started doing that. And I said, nah, I need to go up top. So you trying to bring me to your team and, take your, to. Um, and take your yeah, position? Yeah, I'll come off, bro. Sweat down. Yeah, I'll come off. I thought you said you, you want speed. We'll play you on a right back if you want. So do you want speed or you want power? I want, we got you, both in. We want power. Yeah, like. yeah I think. 
Sure? I, I ain't gonna lie, yeah. power, power's the way forward. You sure? Uh, what I swear what, I'm just what would it take? I'm just saying, Addy, what would it take? I think we should have a conversation. Okay. Like, <laughs> I think we should have a conversation <laughs> after Conversation. A conversation. <laughs> you know we gotta have a conversation. I mean, look, I've got loads of football kits. <laughs> around 200. Yeah. Will they fit, though? You know, I told uh, you about the fit. No, the fit's will... very important. Because you got, you got double, double, triple, XL. Nah, don't you know? No. Nah, just XO. What do you? What do you? What's your I'm size? I'm a double X. You know what I'm saying? But a if I want to go and you know flex a little bit, I can get into like an X, and it'll just it'll be it'll look like sit there, look. You know, tight, though. You look tight. You know what I'm saying? And then you can see what I had for dinner and the handles. <laughs> I'm retired now. All right. You know what that was there? You a combo. <laughs> we'll have after. Yeah. All right, say that. So it was. So you could have been uh, a dancer. Yes. A footballer. Yes. Yep, and was bodybuilding ever. Uh, nah, do you know what? I, I don't think I would have ever gone to the bodybuilding stage, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But, like, I was, I was a strong boy. Like, mm. I, I still am, to be fair, I'm a still strong boy, you know what I'm saying? But I don't think I would have ever gone to the bodybuilding because I like having a neck, you know what I'm saying? I hear just, it. Yeah. You know them ones. And, and the missus says I don't have a neck as it is. No, you, and do. If I, you know what no, I'm saying? Like, the traps you know, trap your yeah, neck. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, anybody yeah, that's seen my little brother, tell her, you know what I'm saying? When he's pointing, he had no neck, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. They're all big. All the brothers are big. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I've met his brothers, yeah. Of course, but yeah. I know why they're big. Yeah. They're God. Nigerians. Yes. Yeah. They're Nigerians. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm half Nigerian. That's why I'm nearly there. That's why he's nearly I'm there. I'm nearly there. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Are you half Nigerian? I'm half Nigerian. My dad's Nigerian. That's why 94 World Cup, my oh. family thought Nigeria won the World Cup. Oh. The way Nigeria were going on. Do you remember that night, that shirt from 1994? You know what you did there? I love the way you did that. <laughs> because that 94 World Cup, mm. for me, stands out on a personal level. Like, what my the, the funny thing is, the first World Cup I can remember is Italian 90. Yeah. That's what I can remember. Was that Roberto Baggio, right? Yeah, that was mm. Scalacci. Scalacci. So oh. Scalacci was the man. It was mm. like, and I remember my dad dubbed it as like Elizic eyes. And as a culture thing, that's like somebody who don't look like they don't sleep, so their eyes are red. So every time I used to, cry or something, he'd be like, ah, Scalacci, Eliza guys. <laughs> mm. But I can remember his passion mm. for scoring. And of course, we know about Gaza's shirt and that in the Italian 90. But the 94, the reason why it was so significant for me, bar the shirt, but it was the first time I remember my mum being engrossed in football. Mm. And I, you know, and that was the first time that Nigel was in the World Cup like that and it being in America and Omakachi, Akini, oh, you know, and it was just, for me, it just captured from it captured my household because I was always wanting to watch football. You know what I'm saying? As kids, and um, don't watch football, do your books. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. what. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when the World Cup was on, yeah. it was a thing. Uncles came, aunties came, mum. Yeah. That was the biggest thing for me, and I it always sits in my heart because I can point. just remember mum being around yeah. it, and then the kit was just it was dope and. Oh. It was so that that '94, that Nigerian kit was always beautiful. The awake, the awake kit. kit, yeah, and that's the one we've picked out. Yeah. You've picked out. It is, it is a. It's something special, man. Beauty, man. Look at the pattern on that. It reminds me of like machine. I feel like I got wear it with like iceberg and all that. All right, brother, it's, it's proper. It's you proper, can put it? with Air Force and roll out <laughs> yeah. and yeah. a backwards cap. You know what I'm saying? So when you're talking about the word nostalgia, for me, mm. that's nostalgia. Mm. That's just mm. that. It will. I'll always look at the kit, even the kit being. Something special, you're mm. like, yeah, that's a badass kit. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? But of course, with the memories that come with it, it just for me elevates it. But there's something about Nigeria where mm. the kits, 
This is from a neutral perspective. Yeah, yeah. I might be a little bit biased. I got like Nigerian friends, but the kids, they just stay on this level. Of being par excellence. Mm. They're incredible. <laughs> they got that little chenessa. Ah. Hey, come with my lingua No, but I'm with you, and especially like the last, especially not the last three kicks, but yeah, and that's the thing you'll think it's only the last three kicks, and then you look back to yeah. them when they and did it in 94. The Olympic and one that, as well. Olymp- like, yeah. They just, and that's what it is, and I think you can, I think there's a fusion between fashion mm. and not. To the point where you know what I'm saying it's it's too much. I think mm. they literally just get it just right. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of yeah, they, yeah. Fashion and knowing that it's still a sporting event. So um, yeah, man, it's dope, man. Salute. Who was, who was your player from that Nigerian team? <sighs> it had to be. Well, listen, there was a Kocha, yeah, Finidi George, Yakini, mm-hmm. um, because he had a mm-hmm. bald head and he was big. But <laughs> I just think Omakachi. Yeah, at the time, like you know what I'm saying. I think Everton bought him off the yeah. off the back of that. Um, and I remember the goal he scored and he came in on his left foot. And I'm trying to think if it was Yakini or Makachi. I think it was Omakachi when he scored and he was in the net and he was just screaming. So I would say Omakachi, he was big, he was a tank. So he resembled me. For, for uh, us a bit uh, younger, yeah. younger people. I was only two years old. Now. <laughs> Don't do that! Oh, Civil War Yugoslavia. No! Things weren't very good for Jeez, me. Jesus, say none, say but, none. You know, we came here, 98. That's the first one I remember. 98. Was there anyone maybe post-96, 98, 2000s? Nigeria still had some amazing players. Mm. Yeah. Maybe from that generation that, that you were a really big fan of. After Makachi, it has to be. Because for me, it was, has to be. It was Terrible West. Oh! oh Terrible. I love Terrible West. Terrible was, above. he didn't play. He took everything, yeah. grass, ball, man, play. <laughs> Jeez, I ain't gonna lie, I want to smoke it in. I thought, ooh. Bruv, you know what I'm saying? But Okocha, for me, Okocha was the dude. Mm. Like, he was the real, you know, they say he was so good, they named him twice, you know? Mm. It was that bar. So Okocha for me, JJ was, he was something special. He was doing the stuff that Ronaldinho yeah. and them man are just getting praised for. He was yeah, doing that skill times, you know what I'm mm. saying? So, but yeah, man, Nige had some some good ballers. Kanu had some, some good ballers still. Yeah, and being Nigerian, I mean, it's a culture which is very impactful around yeah. the world. How much has that played a part in you growing up and, and you know, living in England and, and your whole career in general? It's, for me, it's massive because I'll always say, um, and I think my brother said it best in the sense where I was born and raised in London, born and raised in England, but my household is always Nigerian. Facts. Always, mm. you know, and f- still now, I. I will never lose my heritage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, my surname's Akin Fenwa. You, you can't, you know what I'm saying? I, I will never, I'll never lose it. Um, the culture, um, it's, it's all I know. And for me, I, I raised my, my kids, my five kids are born and raised here, but they won't ever lose their heritage. Um, and for me, it's powerful. You have to know where you've been for you to understand where you're going. And I just think that's massive. So, listen, my mum didn't sugarcoat, you know what I'm saying? When we went to church, we was dressed up to the nines, we went to Nigerian parties, <laughs> there was a supermote, the chin-chin, you know what I'm saying? It was, that That was what I was raised, you know what I'm saying? And still now, the listen, like, um, and I thank God we celebrated my dad's 70th birthday and it's cultural, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we changed eight times. I was like, Mum, I beg, let us enjoy the party. <laughs> like every 20 minutes we change, you're taking pictures. I'm like, yo, um, but that's what we know. That's the 
And I'm not saying anybody else, I can only tell from my upbringing, mm. but that respect, it don't matter. Everybody's an auntie, everybody's an uncle, even if they're not. That respect level that was drummed into my head. Uh, and now you'll see my mum and there's one thing we'll always do, specs or no, you have to kneel before yeah. every yeah. adult. That's, you know, you've got to see yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. And it don't matter, I'm, I'm 40 and it, I may not know the person, but if they're with my parents, I will kneel at their feet and I'll kneel. And it, that's what I know and that's what I was raised. And it's always been that way throughout my career. Um, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I was born in London, but I'm of Nigerian descent. Um, and I, I keep saying you should just, you should never, ever forget, you know what I'm saying, where you've been, what you've been, who you are. Um, and your heritage. So it'll always forever play a massive part in who I am. Big question for me. As someone a personal you know, one. of, uh, let's say, uh, you know, Serbian descent, uh, born in uh, those times, you get the call up. Say nothing. Oh, you know the question's coming. I'm saying nothing. It's happened to career, my God. I have to ask it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nigeria's on the phone, on the Samsung. I thought you say, say Serbia on the phone. And I <laughs> We may be related. Nigeria on one phone, you got yeah. England on the other phone. What's your heart and your head saying? Where, what's the final decision? Uh, you know what? I, and I can only be honest. Um, it, it's a conversation to have and it's where I would be in my career. So if you were to ask me right now, I would say Nigeria. That's just yeah. because I'm comfortable with who, what I am and... And what I've learned as I've gotten older would be like, whenever I can make my pups proud, that's what I want to go and do. And it's, it'll be his name, his country. I would want to go play for Nigeria, make him proud. A, a young 21-year-old back in Fenway that's only watched the Premier League and okay. wanted to be around the elite. Oh, you know what? I may want to go and play for England. And that's just the way up. So mm. if you was to ask me this question a couple of years, a couple of years ago, a while ago when I was just starting out, I would say, nah, man, I'm going to play for England. Like, you know, but I think right now I would say, listen, I'm good, man. I'd play for Nigeria because my parts would salute me. See, in the next show I want to talk about that, because you've had this incredible career. It's the haunted one. Oh. The Swansea shirt. Oh. You was at Swansea 2000 and, between 2005 and 2007, right? That's correct, yeah. 06, playoff final. That's correct. Swansea have got a chance of getting into the championship. Yes. Mm. And um, luck, unluckily, you miss, you miss a penalty. You know, um, first I'm going to mm. say, I told management not to talk about this. And you know, <laughs> I'm playing, God, I'm playing with you, I'm playing with you, I'm playing with you. Listen, I've missed penalties, but... I mean, I want to talk through that, like. Yeah. So... What was going through your mind when you was going up to that penalty first? You know, the maddest thing mm. is, like, I only watched that penalty miss. It's, and not because of this. Mm. We're doing a documentary which is coming out mm. um, September, August, September. So that is in the documentary and I had to talk about it. So I'd had never watched the penalty miss again. Um, and the funny thing is, not out of... I just... There was no reason for me to watch it again. And I watched it again recently, so it's fresh in my mind. I was so confident stepping up to that penalty. It, it was the maddest thing. It was funny enough is we got to the equivalent, I think it's, I think it's called the Johnson's Paint Trophy now. Mm -hmm. They've changed it so many times. But we won that six weeks earlier. And in that cup competition, we had penalty shootouts. And I was so nervous that time, but I scored. So I was like, oh, so when I went to the playoff, I was, yeah. I can remember, I was whistling. 
<laughs> to it. Not, it wasn't, yeah. this worst thing is, it wasn't arrogance. I was just confident. Yeah. I was like, all right, I've done this. Nothing wrong with that. So I got up to it, and it's crazy because I always do a stutter. So I get to the penalty, I stutter, mm. and then I've, I, and I've always done that. And I remember them thinking, was that planned? Mm. Because I kid you not, the ball rolls over the bar. Anybody that knows me knows I can't really get trajectory on my ball. So when I um, take penalties, it's very low. And what I realised, the adrenaline that must have kicked in subconsciously literally made it rise. And when I saw it go over the bar, I kid you not, I, it was surreal. I've just missed. Because oh. I was the first one to miss. Like, everybody had scored. I think I was the third penalty taker. And I just missed. I was like, oh. I remember turning around, I remember I put, I put my top over my mouth. I was like, oh, snap. So I walked back. The boys hugged me and in my head. I'm still, I'm still thinking, because I ain't going to lie, I, I thought I was a, a lucky person. Mm. So in my head, I was thinking, Willie Garay was our keeper. He's going to get me out of this. He's going to get me out of this. So the next penalty, Leon Britton takes it for us. He scores. So I'm like, all right, get out. Hey, Willie, save me now. Gets nowhere near this penalty. So we take another one, we score. So I'm like, Willie, listen, brother. So I'm, I'm having this conversation in my head. He's nowhere oh, yeah, near me. Oh, yeah, he's he's nowhere near me. He's, he's nowhere yeah, near me. Telepathy. This is the conversation yeah, I'm having yeah, yeah. in my head. I'm like, Willie, save me, brother. Hey, save me, please. They take another one. He gets nowhere near it. And, I, and I've, I've gone on record saying this before. Then I started thinking, God, please don't let me be the only one to miss. So at this time, I'm 24, 25, and... I'm like, oh, don't let me be the only one to miss. Oh, snap. I'm going to be, it's going to fall on me. me. So this is what you're thinking this was. Is what I'm, this is going on. So for me, I can't hear anything. There's 70,000 at the Millennium Stadium or whatever it is, 60,000. I can't hear anybody but having a conversation in my own head. So I'm like, oh, no, I, I messed up. Like, we didn't get, we didn't succeed for me. This is what's all going through my head. So I, I think Alan Tate, for me, was the last one for uh, sorry once for Swansea to take the penny, and he misses, and they run and we lose. And I, I thought I'd thought I'd feel better because Someone else somebody missed. else missed. Yeah. But literally, I was just like, I can't believe we we didn't win this. And I remember I wasn't a, an emotional person, but mm. our club captain at the time, Roberto Martinez, who's the manager of Belgium, Belgium, yeah, he wasn't even playing. He was in his suit. He wasn't even in the squad. He's crying. And he's just come up to me and he's held me. And he's gone, B, it just wasn't our time. That was what made me emotional because I was like, right, he wasn't even playing. It wasn't even on him. And he was just like, it wasn't our time. And that, that got me emotional. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking, oh, wow, I did this. And what's so bad about football, and I keep trying to tell people, six weeks earlier, the EFL trophy, mm -hmm. we was in the final. Again, 60,000, we played Carlisle. I scored the winner. We won 2-1, lifted up the trophy. Elation. He's a hero, he was then. the hero. hero. Yeah. You know, I was just like, yeah, six weeks on, or whatever the time is, I was in the playoff final, and I literally just wanted to bury myself in it. I just wanted to shut. I was like, oh, I don't want to see nobody. And of course, I, I wouldn't say, social media wasn't prevalent at this oh, time. Man. You know, and yeah. this is the crazy thing is, mm. social media wasn't prevalent in the sense where you know how it gets now. Do you know what I'm saying? And listen, I, I think I'm tough enough to, I would have gone through it because it's mad because what you go through, that what stands out. So throughout my career, 
these are the bits that shape you. Mm. Because I remember 10 years later, no, even longer, maybe 10 years later, same thing happens. Playoff final, last minute penalty. And for me, I wanted to put these ghosts, I wanted to put that ghost, Wimbledon, Wembley, score, put it to bed. It was like, nah, you know what, but I can. When it comes down to it, I wanted to say, look, you know what, for myself, I was able to do it. Resilience. So yeah, I haven't put on that shirt ever since because I'll tell you, the next <laughs> season I broke my leg. Yeah. And then I was out for a year, so I haven't put on that Swansea shirt, even though I always. Where is it? is it? Is it? So it's, you haven't even got it at home? No, 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 it's at oh, home. Okay. No, no, no. To be fair, I've got. The, I think I framed the black one. Like I frame all my shirts, um, and even though it's the haunted one, I always say you're a product of your experiences, and that shaped me for the individual I am today. So as it was the haunted one in the sense of it didn't end the way I wanted to, Swansea was definitive for me in the sense of both football and as a, and as of a person. Mm, it's a lot of that's, emotional, that's mental deep, strength yeah, yeah, gained from that. So talking about moments that made you, right? Going to Lithuania at 18 years old. Now yeah. that's something I wouldn't do at, at 30. Yeah. But you did it at 18. Yeah. Talk to us about that, that the experience is there. You know, the crazy thing is, right? Mm. It's funny you say that. I've got a son now. And I think if my son came to me and said, Dad, look, I've got an opportunity to play football. Abroad in... I don't know if I'd let him go. You know, <laughs> and, and I, honestly... And the reason why... But I'm actually... It's crazy. I'm actually thankful that I went through it. Because I come back and say, you're a product of your experiences. Mm. And... I just remember I was so hell-bent on making it as a professional. And up until 18, I was, I was just getting rejected here. I was just getting, nah, you're, you're all good, but you're a bit too big. You're okay, we don't know. We are, and that's just what I was hearing. And I kept on saying, and I, I remember saying like, how can I give these people who come into my life on a temporary basis permanent status? So if I want to be a footballer, and they say no, how can I allow them to say it and be mm. quick football? Mm. So I was like, no, nah. and then the opportunity came to play in Lithuania. Um, for me, it was everything I wanted to do. I wanted to get paid to play football, part of it. I wanted to be able to play football for a living. They played uh, European football, so there was an UEFA Cup at the time. So I went out there and I, it's funny because we all know we've, we've been kids. When you're young, you're fearless. You know what I'm mm. saying? You think you're unbreakable. You know what I'm saying? And you're hell-bent and stubborn and sometimes tunnel vision. So I didn't contemplate that I didn't speak the language. I didn't contemplate that I didn't like the food. I didn't contemplate that I'd be the only black person there. None of this went through my head. All I heard was, I'm going to go and play football and they're going to pay me. I was like, oh, snap. I'm there. I'm in. Um, and then I went out there and boy, was it an eye-opener. And when you're talking about being dealing with mental strength, um, and of course, at the time, I didn't know this. I didn't know that I was have to go through it. But I found out very quickly I was the only black person in the league. I was one of a few black people in the whole city of Clypador. Um, and my first preseason game with the team I played for, but when I mean a thousand people were chanting, I'm trying to make it because I know you can't, but it was zigger, 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 let's kill. The N word. This you can just hear all this whilst you're playing. Oh my days! It's literally started. It started with that. Then it was a chant. It's and in, in, in English as well, like Papa. Ziga, ziga, ziga. Let's mm. shoot. You, this was yeah, that the yeah. threat. This was this was what was going around in my first game. I was like, what? I came off. 
So I played 45 minutes. So was it home fans or away fans? Both. So it started. So, so you'll know pre-season games. Let's say Arsenal play Hungerford or whatever, you know mm. what I'm saying? So they played at Hungerford. So when you play the pre-season game, it's not in the stadium. So all the fans are mm. around the pitch. So we've got our fans here and their fans there. We've got people behind the goals. This is what it was. So it starts off. So they, the away fans start. Ziga, it Then it's a 500 of my own. So they're joining in. And I was like, wait, what the hell? I remember the second half I came, got through the first 45 and I went to my club captain at the time who spoke English. I was like, what does Ziga mean? He said, they just rhyme it with the other word. So when that second half, then they just carried on again. I was like, on this, I'm coming off. And I came off and it was a roar, like I scored. <sighs> came off. I was like, look, I'm coming out. So I remember, I'm sorry, I, I get, my, get on the phone, I call my brother, and I goes to my brother. Hey, bro, I'm coming home. This is my older one. And I remember he goes to me, he goes, look, bro, um, I won't tell you to stay anywhere that you don't want to stay, but if you leave, they win. And I won't lie to you, but those words didn't mean anything to me at the time. I was just like, I'm coming home. But I remember I, I slept and then called it defiant intervention or whatever. But the next day, I just was like, nobody's kicking me out of anywhere. And so and I, I learned very quickly. So anyway, we got to equivalent to the FA Cup final, which was the Lithuanian Cup. I scored the only goal. We won it. I scored goals. And... What I learned very early. Amazing. What I learned very early at mm. 18 was I was never gonna allow anybody to define me. And it's crazy because we we fast forward to when I'm playing over here now. Um and I'm getting chance if you're just a fat Eddie Murphy or your tits are offside. <laughs> For me, it I was I took to that with jokes and banter. Mm. And I was like, how you not even gonna sway me with chance like that when but I heard what I heard at the age of 18. Mm. And then, of course, it was, I always said, I never set out to be different. I never set out to be 17 stones or push major weights or just be, I never set out to be, I literally set out to be myself. And that's where I always say, be up unapologetically who you are. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes when you go for your darkest moments, it is setting you up for where you're meant to be later on in life. And that's where we're talking about defining moments. Lithuania was. Uh, a, a real education for me. Mm. Mental mm. stuff is just food. Just, just you've been through a lot from oh, very it. young as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, I, I believe everybody's got a story to tell. Everybody's got an autobiography. Right. Mm. That's what I truly believe. Mine was just, I, I just knew I wanted to be a footballer, and whatever path I had to take was the path I was going to take. Because that's, I mean, that's a very niche league to go to. Yeah. yeah. How did you even get? To going to like, <laughs> See, not, who is messaging you? It, it, you know the maddest thing is this is what it is. Like, I'm, so I was on trial at Watford for like eight or nine months, and then I had met an agent who approached me because I used to play while I was on trial at Watford. I used to also play for St Mary's, which I mentioned earlier. So St Mary's used to be in a men's league. So at this time I'm seventeen, so he must have come down to watch St Mary's, and then you know, it was like, yo, this boy's only seventeen. Like, oh no, we got to sign this boy up. And he was married to a Lithuanian lady. So when I was playing, I think I played in a, either a game for Watford or a game for St. Mary's, I can't really remember. But his wife's affiliate, who was affiliated to the Lithuanian league, come to watch the game. And then he was like, he's a good player. And then he said, oh, he's only 17 at this time. 
So it's like, oh, you know what? We want to get him out there for a trial. Um, and now I'm kind of, I was kind of wishing that his wife would have been American and maybe an American person would have come down. But <laughs> just happened to be Lithuanian. We go to the MLS. You know what I'm saying? And MLS early days and that. But, <laughs> but yeah, so that's how he came about. So he came down and watched, asked me for a trial. I went out there um, for, I think, three or four days. After day one, they had put a three-year contract in front of me. But in my head, I was thinking, I'm going to sign one year and then come back. But mm. at the time, I signed a contract which signed three years straight out. Um, so I was there for two years. And then I remember I was able to get out my contract for the last year. And then that's what started my journey into wow. trying to make it in the EFL. And when you scored that, that goal in the final, it felt good? Ah, uh, it Redemption, was... Redemption, it felt like... You know what? It was... It, it, listen, I'll always say football, when I played football anyway, it was my escape. So mm. it was like, I was out there and... and I played football, but it was the first time I realised I wanted something. You know how they do it now, but we walked out in the final and the trophy was on the beginning, like that, right yeah, at the entrance of the pitch. Yeah. yeah. So I remember what, and the trophy was massive. And I looked at it, I was like, oh, no, nah, man, I want this. Like, I, you know, it was just, all of that before <laughs> that, I was going through the cup, you don't see it. I looked at it, I was like, oh, no, I want this. So I went out and I scored, and I literally, literally, when, Everybody ran on the pitch. But I'm going to tell this story because I haven't even told this story. Y'all are going to get this exclusive. So I scored the final, right? I scored in the final. We've won. All the fans have run on the pitch. So I am now jumping up, excited, raw. So now I'm in the middle of the pitch. So picture this. All the fans are around me. And some of these probably were racially abusing So they've now got their <laughs> tops off. So I am now just dancing, rah-rah, you know. Then I realise I'm in the middle of, and it's not like they're circling me per se, but they've got swashlickers, tattoos, yeah, yeah. tattooed on their chest. So I'd gone from being in elation to thinking, you know what, I could actually get plucked and just drop and nobody know. So I'd went from being happy to apprehensive it was the first time there's it was literally so there's a picture going around as well because all the ultras like mm. they took pictures with the team with the boss and i was like nobody starts so and now i've gone from being just enjoying the moment to being on edge so i'm like so i'm yeah 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 so we're taking a picture and you remember the ashley cole picture where he's on the outskirts and the whole team that's me, because I'm like, I'm not allowing nobody to stand behind me. So they're taking pictures of me. So I'm on the outskirts, taking pictures, looking at, not looking at them, but looking at the camera, just knowing. So that was, it was, it was wicked for me because it's the first time I've done something of magnitude. But how quickly my mindset changed. But nothing happened. It was cool. And it was the first time I realised success or celebrity status, should I say. We went back to Clydebador. They opened up an Adidas store, I had big scissors, I cut it. Then we met the, the mayor of Clyperdor. I didn't pay in restaurants, I didn't pay at cinema. So it was the first time. And what it realised, and I'm coming back to this, it realised, it made me realise that ignorance is bliss. And mm. they were just afraid of what they didn't know. Because the city mm. of Clyperdor took me. After that, <laughs> oh, brother, I was like, yeah, yeah, I was the man I'd go in. And they'd be like, yeah, no, no, no pay. I was like, I'll say nothing, whatever. Cinema, no, no pay. Oh, yo, man, cool. I'd learn, and I'd, I'd, honestly, I'd learn, like, oh, you know what? But I'll be you. Like, mm. just, 
your source is the most powerful, you know what I'm saying? Your unique selling point is what you've got, you know what I'm saying? Nobody can do your be you better than you. So I learned that from that time. But yeah, man, I'm, I wouldn't give it to no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it again, but I'm actually mm. kind of glad that I went through it. We're going to the, uh, the swapped one. Ah. And I was, actually, I was at this game. Mm. I was there watching it. It was AFC Wimbledon mm -hmm. at his team against Liverpool, yeah. the team that he supported. FA Cup. Yeah, it was, it was mad. You know how sometimes, you know, they'll talk about, you'll know, like footballing gods and, you know, stuff like that. And I'll always say, if you can't play for the team you support, the next best thing is to line up against them, just to feel that. And I remember standing up and... In the, in the tunnel, and I was like, right, these boys are pretty big. Like, you know what I'm saying? There was Skirtle. <laughs> Hendo was bigger yeah, than what I thought. Is you know it? what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, Sacco was there. Coutinho was there. And Stevie G, like, Stevie G, like, is a monster of an individual. Like, and I don't think you really clock that from the TV. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, like, after the first 20, and I remember that I said this to the boys. I said, yo, look, first 20 minutes, we got to go aggressive. And I just remember, I think in the first 20 minutes, I must have given away 72,000. <laughs> I remember just running straight at Skirtle's chest. Like, I was like, nah, man. Like, like they got to know. Spear. Yeah, I yeah. Like, they got to know who they're playing. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I think, like, the first 20 minutes, we were just... We gave them too much respect in the sense of, oh, they're Liverpool. And we just let, allowed them to dictate the game. We ran back to the halfway line and was just breaking up the game. I remember just giving... And then it just looked like, I've said this, they asked me who's the best player I've played against, and it's Stevie G. And not just because he's my idol, it's literally because I feel like 20 minutes in, I swear, this is why I'm I'm saying it, it looked like this. He was like, oh, I'm bored now, man. All right, look, let me go score. So he picked up at half, on the halfway line, put it out to the um, right winger, ran into the box, they crossed it, he headed it. It's like, yeah. That's what it felt like. Oh, my, he just felt like, yeah, I cool, Let me get man. the pad. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what there was? He yeah. was like... Like these yeah. men, like, what, wait, wait, he scored yet? All right, yeah. let me go do that. And he done that. And I keep saying this, right? So anyway, it was the only time when I scored a goal and for the first second or two, I didn't know what to do. I remember I scored in my house. Oh, snap. I you scored in this game? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The big man scored. Equalised, no? It was a bad boy goal, yeah, like, took on nine players. Um, you know what I'm saying? Keeper came out, roll, flicked it over his head. Yeah, yeah, just don't go look here on YouTube. Just believe what I said. Um, yeah, no, I don't care. It was a tapping. I don't care. It was dope. Aye, did someone bro. square it and you tapped it? Or did like, nah, come off the like bar. A, yeah, that's it, it, it came off the, the bar, bar and so you were there. So corner coming, and I remember, like, Mignolet, they said Mignolet don't like... I think I remember this. Was it on BBC One? Yeah, yeah. Bro, I remember BBC this, One. yes. It was on BBC, it was like the first... Uh, 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 was it a nighttime game? Or yeah, 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 night time. Yes. Yeah, it was, the first, yes. it was the first game in the FA Cup that BBC One done, and I think they replaced... They replaced EastEnders. So it got a lot, and I remember after the game, it was the weirdest thing. Tuesday night, I got a phone call that they wanted me to come on the news in the morning because they had got 40,000 tweets while the game was going on and that confirmation was trending. And like, London, you're a London brother, when you go on the news, you're like, a, oh, I watch the news. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, it's a big deal, yeah. So I, I went on the news. I was like, wait, what do you want me to come on the news for? We lost. Like, what do you want me to talk about? But I went on the news and they were just talking about the game and, and it was just... 
it, it, it was an amazing experience. And like the Liverpool fans took to me. Um, and I remember, I'll always say it, it was the only time I wanted Liverpool to lose that game. It's the only time we wanted to beat them. 90 minutes, they were my enemies. Um, and when I say Stevie G was the, the best player I played against, I kid you not, they got a free kick. And strikers, you'll know now because you're a striker, you have to come back and go in the wall. So I'm the last one to get back to go in the wall. And as I walk past Stevie G, he goes to me, I kid you not, he's just putting the ball down. Sorry, big man. So he said, so I'm looking at him like, well, whatever. Bends it over, the wall. See, second goal of the game. They beat us 2-1. I don't get a chance to go back to Anfield because I was hoping ah, we'd draw them and go back to Anfield. And I was like, oh, we're 1-1. We're doing this. Why, why? He just said, sorry, big man. He said, sorry, big man. Is this because you, you, you told the players before the game? Is this, is this true that you said, no one ask for Gerard's shirt because it's mine? Told them, listen, I loved my team and yeah. every team I loved, but I threatened them. <laughs> I wasn't even, even sugarcoat my any kid. of that. I was like, if any of you ask for Stevie G's shirt, it's going to be a problem. Because I played with Joe Allen at Swansea, who was at Liverpool at the time. So I patterned it prior. So as soon as we got Joe, I went, hey, Joe, what's going on? I know we ain't trying to walk. The middleman. But you know you're my guy in that. Tell Stevie the big man wants his shirt. So to be fair, he texted back and said, look, Stevie said he's got you. So I was like, all right. So I told the boys, I was like, listen, look, it, it will be a straight misunderstanding if you not take his shirt. So he was a man of the word. He's man. He's man of his word. Um, we embraced afterwards. Was it on? Was the shirt up on TV or? Uh, I he gave me. It was behind. He okay. Behind closed doors. We talked afterwards, and then afterwards, the world. I came out and I showed. So yeah, he gave it to me. Amazing. Oh, a beautiful full circle moment. Uh -huh. You as a Liverpool fan. Yeah. Getting to play Liverpool. Yeah. And then obviously getting the Stevie G shirt. Yeah, as man. Well. Like that was the first time I met Stevie G. Um, and the relationship between Liverpool and myself has stayed, has stayed strong. Um, and there's moments which I get goosebumps talking about. I feel humbled. Um, and I think sometimes it's mind-boggling. Stevie G forwarded my book. So, and Stevie G don't really do that. And in the sense where that was our first meeting at uh, that game. And then when I dropped my autobiography, he's the one who you know, forwarded by Stevie G, put a paragraph at the beginning of my book, and he wanted to write it. You know, sometimes individuals get their publicists to write it, or he wrote it personally. He's like, nah, man, I want to write this for the big man. And for me, people don't realise how big that is. And then mm. one of the greatest moments of my career was when we got promoted to the champ, and then Klopp sends me a personal message. So these are stuff for me which, like, they were, they're synonymous in my heart and they play a major part in my career. So, listen, I know I'm blessed and I know I'm, 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 I'm humbled whenever I talk about it. Mm, I think there's something about, I mean, what resonates with me here is like, your energy of, of authenticity and yeah, also yeah. Uh, pure heartedness. Mm. Yeah, yeah, say that. And I think what I, what I feel is like, even, you know, your conviction to want to play pro. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That if you love football, you love the game, play the game. Yeah. And how many experiences you've had, you know, maybe you didn't reach Prem levels and World yeah, Cups, yeah. etc. But how rich your life has been just through through pursuing your love and not letting things, things when you're down you. take you down. Mm -hmm. you, I think you know what's the most powerful thing is which I say for that. I'm like, but I don't care what level you play at, and in, in any walks of life, when there's something that you want to do and you can transpire it from your mind to actual physical, well, you've succeeded. There's all different level the levels of the definition of success, mm -hmm. and I get that. Yeah. But I played my whole career, the majority of my career, in the lower leagues. But every Saturday, that was my Wembley. 
And that's how you got to see it. You can't live your life through other folks. You know, I would have loved to have been like on re-level and X, mm. Y, and Z, but don't get the game twisted. When I played at Accrington Stanley on a Saturday or on a Tuesday night, that was my Wembley. So don't allow anybody to dictate what it is for you, mm. your level of success. And anybody, and I believe everybody, has got that definition of beast mode mentality. And when you can be the best you can be, that's the definition of beast mode. So for me, any person out there, whatever level it is, if it's football, and you've, you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, I put in as many hours as I can, and I wanted to achieve what I wanted to achieve, and you got to that level and whatever level it was, that's got to be your Wembley. So take it like that. So for me, I, I, I made it as a footballer. It's my proudest moment the day mm. I made I mean, it as a footballer. You're still up there with the big names, because I mean, if you go to my little cousin's house and you go in his FIFA, oh, as I well see. as he uses Ronaldo and all that, Okay, Fenway's was there. Right, one hundred and one power. I right, say nothing, cuz. I right, listen. The word, look. This is what I keep saying, isn't it? Like strongest man on FIFA. Yes. You know, I, I did say that I was going to retire. That that was my mantra. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I able to do that. But no, nah, listen. I always say when you get acknowledged for something that you like, I like the gym. So and I got acknowledged for that for ten years. Strongest person in the game. Strongest footballer in the world. Um, probably universe. Thanos. Final fun to the playoffs in the game, I'd be stronger than him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the world's heroes, you know, I'd be one of them. Um, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? For that, to get acknowledged for something that I check for, like, it's, it's powerful for me. Um, but, and, and I'm comfortable in that. I'm comfortable in I, I think sometimes people can focus on what you're not so good at or what you didn't achieve. And I think, um, and the hell with that, you know what I'm saying? And, like, try and live your life, not to prove others wrong, but to prove yourself right. And that's what I was able to do. So I'm, I'm blessed with it. Just, uh, so everyone that's watching, I'm sure now, super motivated. Yeah. This was no, like, I'm motivated now. Yeah, for me too. Like, you know what I mean? I just... Usually I'm very chilled. Yeah. You know, I feel like we're similar. Of course. We get nice distracted. Models. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know, I'll go down a rabbit hole of YouTube, start watching like, Dogs in the Atlantic Same. or something. Same. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not really trying to do much. <laughs> you, know what, you know what Spex does? God. He says he's been to Japan. I'm like, oh, when did you go? And he's like, no. I watch people yeah. and drive they through drive Japan. Around Tokyo. POV. Yeah. And he's like, I've been there. So if you type, yeah, <laughs> what? yeah. So the other day, for example, like, for example, Burnley. I'm managing Burnley on foot manager right now. Okay. So I thought, oh, I want to go there, but it's too far. All right. So I typed in drive through Burnley town. So it's on YouTube. It's only got about 5K views. All right, say that. Someone's driving around the town of Burnley. Full screen? So in my imagination, I'm there. Yeah? That's how, that's how I travel. So you travel, oh, you travel through the eyes yeah. of others. Because why is someone driving around these, why are they recording driving that. around the area? Do they pull off, do they pull over at any There's no time? pullover, they just drive, just they, stop, drive. they stop at traffic lights. Do they still, do that? Yep, they still. Right, that's cool. But they just drive. There's no music, just indicators going off. You know what, I'm going to try that. I'm, I'm the American ones are better. The American ones yeah. are in 4K. In fourth, uh, Vegas, driving around Vegas, Miami. Been there, been yeah, there. Not trying yeah. to drop bombs in that. Uh, I've been there. Sorry, you know. I, I, I can't. I can't get in there. Yeah, no, no, no. Won't let you in, Bob. One day. <laughs> but you've been there, like metaphysically, for your yeah, of course. Imagination. You've been there through there. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Of course. Technically, yeah. I'm gonna try that. It's been a very, very inspirational, of course. Inspirational chat, man. That's what, that's what, what shirts do. That's what retro shirts do. That's, that's what it does. Take you back. That's what it does. That's what about. That's dope, man. Nostalgia. Powerful. Man, Ali. Man, thank you so much. Thank Hi, you, both, Blessings. Man. Thank you for having me, man. I'm around legends. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, we're, yeah. Around legends as well. Of course. Ah, <laughs> too, too kind. Too yeah. kind. Ah. What do we do now? Do we just like body pop? Like, oh, yeah, we've got body pop out. We've got body pop out. Yeah. Do we body pop out? 
Or do we do the candy? Oh, wow. Oh. Is that how we do it? Oh. <laughs> oh. Do we stand? Oh. Wait, do we stand and, and what do you pop out? Should we? Right, do you want to? Let's go. Come on, man. No, All right, no, no. well, thanks for coming in. And big up to our guys at Classic Football Shirts for providing us with the kits today. This has been stripped, brought to you by William Hill. 18 plus, please remember to gamble responsibly.